You're listening to Up to the Mic. If you want to learn about the struggles and triumphs of starting a business, performing for sold-out arenas, or inspiring those you lead, Up to the Mic is the show for you. Throw on some headphones and get ready to listen as our host, Vinny Hale, sits down to showcase the stories of those who deserve their stories be told. From young entrepreneurs to critically acclaimed musicians and so much more, Vinny helps compile a season of interviews that inspire listeners to follow in the footsteps of his guests. Welcome to season one. Sorry for the interruption, but this podcast is brought to you by Footy International. Footy International is a forward-thinking, sustainable apparel company based in Austin, Texas, that creates socks geared for worldwide adventure. The co-founders engineered these socks from plastic bottles to optimize comfort, durability, and sustainability, all with an entirely USA-made supply chain. With specifically added technology like antimicrobial treatment and rib sole knitting, you can wear these everywhere you explore every day. And socks are just a start for this company. Keep an eye out for their new product releases coming soon. Save the planet and your feet today by using code up to the mic 10 for 10% off site-wide at footyinternational.com. Welcome back, everyone. My next guest has become a recent star in the Texas country music scene thanks to his soulful influences and Southern rock attitude. He's taken to the stage with some of the biggest names in the business and was recently announced on the lineup for Chili Fest 2022. This passionate rocker with the Southern twang is here today to share his story. Joey Greer, thanks for being here, man. I appreciate you having me, Benny. Absolutely. So a lot of people might not know this. You and I grew up right down the road from each other. You and I didn't even really hardly connect until we got to college and you would always come and play shows at the tap there in College Station like we were talking right before we hopped on the call. and. Uh, I remember watching you play there. It seems like a million times, and we'll get into all the Chili Fest Battle of the Bands business here in a little bit. Yeah. Talking about your past, tell all the people listening just a little bit more about your story, you know, your upbringing, what it was like, where your, you know, kind of experiences brought you to where you are today. Yeah, man, like you said, so we grew up in Southeast Texas, uh, Orange is where I'm from, born and raised, and I grew up in a family, I'm one of five kids, and we all sing or play something, uh, so yeah, my parents led worship till I was 14 or 15, uh, and I kind of, I was surrounded by music my entire life, not only just with my family, but I loved it anyway, so picked up guitar at six, and uh, started writing really closely after that, and then it just kind of blossomed into something real Sorry, guys. All you're missing right now is from a quick technical difficulty. Joey was just finishing up mentioning how he started playing music with his family growing up, and that blossomed into playing shows for all of his family friends. He only missed about six seconds, so I'm sorry about that. But now let's get back to the podcast. Uh, For parents, and then they just kind of made it easy. That's all. That's pretty much it. So you started writing around six years old. So that's when you picked (laughs) up guitar, at least. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so I picked up a guitar at six, and a uh, funny story, my mom has one of my old journals. I, I I, loved to, like, write down all my thoughts as a kid, and uh, one of my, or there's a lot of journal entries of, like, little songs I wrote as a kid, and uh, it's it's really hilarious, but it's kind of cool to look back and go, I've been doing this my whole life. Like, from the first few cognitive thoughts that I had, uh, it, it kind of blossomed into something that I'm doing now. So I was doing the same thing at seven, eight years old that I'm doing at 26. That's pretty cool. 
Yeah, no, that's absolutely crazy. Cause I remember I used to have little journals of whatever stupid writings and uh, rap songs or whatever I thought was cool at the time growing up. And I can tell you, none of them blossomed into what your uh, career has blossomed <laughs> into. So it was, it went different directions for us, but you know, we're still here talking regardless. We, we yeah. Yeah. Here. We're still here talking. <laughs> oh, well, cool. That's, you know, a little bit about the early days, but you did end up going to college and everything. Tell us about your time in college, about, you know, you started playing shows a little before you went to college and then you went off for a little bit. Tell us about that whole experience. Yeah, so I went to East Texas Baptist in uh, Marshall when I was 18. Uh, I was there for a year, tried out for the baseball team. I made the baseball team, but I was third string, decided I didn't want to stay. So uh, went on to Stephen F. Austin in Nacogdoches because I wanted to play my guitar and uh, chase the country music scene. So I graduated pre-med from SFA in 2018. Um, I played every single bar you could think of from Texarkana to Orange, Texas, um, from 19 years old to 23. I was 22 when I graduated. So I went from 19 to 22. I played every hole in the wall uh, for nothing. I mean, I was cutting my teeth and I was playing for less than nothing. A lot of times I was more, more or less losing money going out, um, getting paid with beer, getting paid with food, getting paid with exposure. Um, yeah. So that was my entire college experience. And then after I graduated, I started selling medical equipment and graduated pre-med, like I said, from SFA and, uh, decided I didn't want to be a, a doctor. I wanted to go into music. So, um, that now we're here, man. I just decided that, uh, that's what I wanted to do. I, I got to chase it at one point. Two very different career paths there. One, you know, <laughs> two very different ways to pay the bills. But regardless, I was going to get into this in a little bit, but since you brought it up, I'm curious about how, because I got, you know, different people that I know that play music and you especially are doing such like such great things. I know you've probably got management that takes care of you and whatnot, but how, how does the whole process of making money as a traveling musician go these days? I mean, what, what do you do to get paid? I know, like you mentioned in the early, you know, the starting out, it was food, it was beer, it was just exposure. But nowadays, how does that whole deal work? Man, so technically, the only reason I'm staying afloat is because uh, we've got a really great Spotify following. Um, if it wasn't for that, there's no way I wouldn't have to, I'd have to have another job because, uh, right, that music's not a great way to pay the bills. <laughs> it really isn't. People are always like, oh, man, you did number one on the charts. So are you making money? I'm like, well, yeah kind of but like not like you think uh there's a very uh very very slippery slope when it comes to money in this business but yeah if it wasn't for y'all giving me so much love and uh by y'all i mean just all my fans on spotify uh we just hit 175,000 monthly listeners this month so uh that's that's the only reason i can keep my head above water so when uh when you're streaming my music no you're doing more than just listen and you're doing a lot more than that you're helping me out you're helping me get down the road and that's a that's a huge deal to me absolutely and i know we're not just helping you i say we as all your listeners i love your music i have for a long time and you know i know you got a band your band travels with you are they fully i mean are they full-time with you all on the road because i know you're always traveling it seems like yeah, so uh, to, well, actually, uh, tomorrow I'm going to pick up. I just got my first little bus, so we're going to be on a, <laughs> uh, on a on a tour coming up this weekend. We're going to hit uh, Arlington with Randall King at Texas Live, and then we're playing in Texarkana. And then next weekend we're in uh, – gosh, I'm in Nashville next weekend. 
to meet with some record companies because we blew up on TikTok. So we've got a got a few pretty big deals coming up, big meetings. And uh, yeah, so my band guys are relatively full time. Um, right now is not necessarily gig season. So the winter really slows down. We haven't been playing very many shows, but we've been putting stuff on the books and in the next few months, we're going to be very busy. And uh, that's kind of when, when I need my guys to really step up and, and they're great. I've, I've got some of the best players in the state, let alone East Texas. So uh, I'm blessed, man. Yeah. I've always been curious about that. Cause you know, you see in, you know, some, crazy rock movies and any movie you really watch it they'll display like you know guys that started out in the garage playing together how did you meet your band guys was it something you know do you go out searching for a new guitar player a new bass player a new drummer whatever it is or did you kind of have some guys in mind when you started out with the whole music career Man, funny story is uh so i started off as a little uh i'd say uh i've not really talented musician here in East Texas. Um, I, I started off writing good songs, but not necessarily talented enough to be something special in anyone else's eyes. I always knew what I was going to be. I knew I was going to grow into something. Um, I've always believed in myself. I knew that I was going to be a national act, and I still believe that right now. But um, yeah, so going into 19 years old, I went into a studio here in Nacogdoches and recorded my first EP, Say You Will. And from there, uh, I had a couple musicians hit me up, say, hey, let's, let's start playing together. Well, <clears throat> I had a guy named Sam Freeman out of Lufkin, Texas, hit me up and said he wanted to play guitar for me. So I, he started playing guitar for me. Well, he's the only person in my band that's been there from the beginning to now. So uh, from there, I've just met guys along the road. Uh, guys and other bands that wanted to come play with us because they liked our sound and then they went on to somebody else uh really Stephen f austin's been a huge help to me here in nacogdoches texas is where i live because there's a lot of really talented musicians that come out of this school so yeah it's kind of a cyclical thing uh musicians come and go but uh my guys have been with me for a minute and i recently got a new drummer and a new guitarist so uh there's a lot of changing going on right now, but man, it's such a cool live show. We really do have a good time together. No, I love when you get out the electric guitar because that's like the the rock portion of your shows that always seems oh, yeah. to get, go crazy, uh, which I feel like you play with a lot of the time. So it's always seems to be that kind of vibe with you and your shows. But um, as far as like practicing goes, you said, I mean, these guys are kind of all over the place. Like, when do you guys find time to practice? Do y'all just kind of roll up to the show, go through sound check, like play earlier in the day, and then at nighttime, like it's 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 time to go? So I'm I'm a perfectionist about my music. So I, we have to practice because I will if if something goes wrong during a show, like I'm I'm pretty upset about it. So but we we don't like to have things go wrong. So most of the time we meet up here in Nacogdoches and we'll we'll get things ironed out, like what we want to play, how we want to play it. And uh I, my guys are great, man. We we're all busy, but they always find time. And then um if we can't find time, they're talented enough to where they can roll with the punches, they can figure it out on the fly. Well, I I you brought it up or I brought it up at the very beginning talking about how Congratulations. You are officially on the lineup for Chili Fest 2022, and I'm pumped to see it. Um, I was going to say, though, so I know I don't even know if they had Battle of the Bands last year, but that was when, you know, I first started watching you kind of like take into form or grow into form. 
like I mentioned over at the tap in college station and they do this thing called chili fest battle of the bands every year. And the winner, oh, yeah. you can explain a little more, or probably a little, you know, better than I can, <laughs> but the winner usually gets a spot on main stage, right? Right. So uh, chili fest battle of the bands is a, uh, organization put together well it's not an organization it's a it's a talent show put together by texas music pickers uh texas music pickers i'm going to go ahead and shout them out real quick because they are uh one of the biggest helps that i've had in this industry um they put together chili fest battle of the bands multiple different songwriting events uh that got me in touch with trent willman my producer now who's cody johnson's producer and we got this album put together they've, they've connected a lot of dots for me uh but yeah so Battle of the Bands for Chili Fest is something they put on every year. We did it three years in a row, or two years in a row, and uh, we got second place both years, and that was in 19 and in 20. Um, so we were supposed to get to play a side stage in 21, and then, of course, COVID bullcrap happened, so we didn't get to do that. Or no, it was 20, so we did it in 18 and 19, and we were supposed to get to play in 20. Um, but 20 got canceled 21 got canceled so battle of the bands is basically everybody gets together to do an acoustic set for three rounds and there was like 50 people that entered uh we got down to the last two rounds each time uh which the last two rounds are both full band so at the end of both rounds we got second two years in a row well the guys hit me up this year i got a phone call uh from some of the chili fest guys that got to see me for those two years and they said man we loved your stuff let's have you on the stage uh in front of flatland calvary and brandy rogers band this year so we're gonna be playing friday april 1st at chili fest man it, it's a dream come true this is like this is the biggest stage we've got to play yet um most likely will be one of the biggest stages of our career here in, at least in 2022 but yeah man it's, this is huge uh i can't wait to be hanging out on the bus out there and just chilling with the guys from chili fest it, it's 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 something almost unimaginable. Uh, I've already got a camera crew lined up, so we're going to get some really great content out of it. It's going to be fun. Man, I'm happy for you because I remember feeling so bad watching you both of those years and getting runner-up both times. And I was pulling for you both times, not to say that you didn't lose to some incredible people, but when I mentioned it earlier, I'm going to reemphasize here, but watching this guy on stage with your full band, I mean, dude, y'all put on a, a spectacle. It's just the coolest thing to see. Especially, <laughs> like I said, when that, when that electric guitar comes out, it's like a whole different show up there, and I love to see it. But I can't wait to see it. Hopefully I'll make it out to Chili Fest this year and uh, get to watch you up there Friday, April 1st, if y'all didn't hear him say it a minute ago. Um, I'm sure there will be a lot of our listeners from – because. Some of my friends from back at AM, they'll all still be there and going back to Chili Fest. So they'll be excited to see you, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, you mentioned how this will probably be the biggest stage, at least for 2022. What, what are the rest of the plans for 2022 and, and kind of beyond? Like, what, what's your big picture here? You know, like I know music is the passion, music is the goal. What is, you know, your plan, I guess, if, if that's the best way to put it? Well, uh, man, honestly, so. We've blown up here in the past few months on TikTok alone, and and not just that, but my Spotify's blown up, and there's been a lot of really huge things happening in my career, and it's really opened my eyes. Um, I've always believed I was going to be a nationwide artist. I didn't know when or how long it was going to take, but my main goal is to be a nationwide artist, uh, to have an influence on people's lives, um, to lead them to the Lord eventually. That's kind of my, my biggest thing, is to use my platform for my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, so that's where I want to end up. Uh, that's the main goal. And uh, whether that's five years or 10 years, I don't know. 
but in 2022, man, we're going to be hustling. We're going to be hitting the road. We're going to be making some deals with some management companies, some booking agencies, um, hopefully some record labels. And we're going to be making huge strides, not, not just in, in streaming platforms, but uh, like I said, Cody Johnson's producer, Mr. Trent Wellman, and I put together a 10 song album. We've got two songs that are available right now. A whole lot of heaven and outlaw angel. Um, they're already streaming great. They're in top 15 on the Texas music pickers chart. So we hit number one last week with outlaw angel. We're at number two this week. So, yeah, I mean, we got a lot of really big things happening. And uh, I say the big picture is to be the next Eric church, man. That's what I want to do. So, and, and that's, <laughs> And, and I know it's going to happen. I mean, I've got faith in it, dude. And and, uh, and I'm not trying to be cocky. I'm just being confident with it. No, be confident about it because I, I like it. And I could totally, when you say Eric Church, I never thought of it uh, previously when like thinking about your music and the way your voice sounds. But the more I, I think about it now, if you say that, I can 100% put those two. I mean, the similarities are kind of uncanny when you put the music influences together there. But as far as music influences go, I know you're, your, your parents were obviously a huge influence or your siblings, the whole family, like you mentioned, is musically inclined in some, some way or another. But aside from them, because I know they're obviously, if I asked you this question, who's your biggest influence, they probably would be at the top of that list. But as far as like the country music or the rock music or any genre, but, you know, who do you listen to? Where do you kind of draw some motivation and some, some ideas from when you listen to music and when you create your own? So my, my biggest influence ever is going to be Hank Williams Jr. Uh, that's that's always my my number one uh, go to because I grew up I wasn't actually allowed to listen to secular music we we were only allowed to listen to Christian music growing up and and so like my first uh, exposure I guess you could say to country music was Hank Jr. Uh, and George Strait but I really levitated to Hank Jr. because it had so much rock energy around him and. Um, I loved it, man. I loved how he put his lyrics together. I loved how he had energy around his shows. Like, I wanted to be Hank Jr. So, at, looking back at my life and early early childhood, he was a huge influence, man. But now, I'd say like Eric Church, George Strait, George Jones, um, Evan Felker uh, with Turnpike Troubadours is also a huge, huge freaking uh, influence for me because just the way people put their lyrics together it really affects me and, and shows me like there's different avenues for things but yeah th those are just a few man yeah turnpike is actually coming back um here to fort worth after their you know break for a while i'm not sure how to phrase it all, yeah. but yeah and uh i know as soon as tickets went on sale everybody went crazy i have a, a buddy of mine that's uh got tickets and he's going and that's just just a completely different story. I don't know if I'll get the chance to talk to them, but if I ever do, um, that'd be one hell of an interview. But I know um, I'm kind of backtracking here. I went a little out of order based off something you said a minute ago, but I did want to ask you, you know, you talked about how you've recently blown up here over the past couple months here on TikTok and Spotify and whatever it may be. Do you have like this plan with social media where I know like on TikTok, like do you plan out your content or I, I've even witnessed your TikToks like you've had like one just like you're like, yeah, I wrote this like little guitar riff tonight, played it with some, you know, lyrics over it. And just out of, it seemed very, you know, off the top of the dome, very uncanny and uh, or candid, I guess is the way to say it. And uh, I didn't know if that was just an act, like if you had all this planned out, if that's just your demeanor or if you honestly just kind of throw a video up whenever and if it works, it works. It's so much 
luck involved in this. And, and when I say luck, I, I completely believe it. That completely believe that it's a blessing and it's uh, just the Lord's provision. Because, dude, I throw these songs up half the time. I don't even want to do these videos because I, I hate sitting behind the scenes and doing all this. I love writing songs but I hate putting them into a video and I hate posting them and I hate having to make content. I hate having to continually worry about like, hey, is my TikTok following happy? I just want to be able to like make something, put it out. And if you like it, you like it. If you don't, you don't. And thank God that they have, because uh, we've hit 175,000 followers on TikTok and we've only been posting for six months. So that's, that's huge. So, uh, and I say we, because I've got such a great team around me and, and I am doing all the posting. I'm doing all the content, but without the people around me, without my band, without my parents, without my girlfriend, without people like that, that really just can support and make things easier on me. There's no way that I could like, there's no way I could function. And so, uh, and people are always like, who do you mean when I, when you say we, and I'm like, well, I mean my team and my team <laughs> is just anybody that's involved because there's so much to it. But like you were saying, or like you were asking, um yeah there's no there's no plan for anything there everybody's trying to make a plan now like when i say when i say everybody i mean management's like we need to get a formula involved we need to do this and this and this and i'm like yeah i agree but at the same time i'm just gonna keep being the artist like look at zach bryan that dude got in a random airbnb put mattresses on a wall recorded most of it very uh primitively speaking with the technology we have now he did it all acoustic very simple and he's one of the biggest stars in country music right now uh people like raw people like real and uh that's something i'm trying to give on my tiktok is just a stripped down version of who i am yeah yeah when you mentioned zach bryan i can see the way you talk about the industry and the way you talk about making content is very similar to the way I see him approach it in a lot of the interviews and things that he talks about. So that's a good way to approach it. And I think it, it sits well with a lot of listeners to country music because of the way that I get the typical listener that you imagine, you know, hanging out or hanging out and listening to your music. Um, and I'm not going to keep you too much longer. I know you got a lot going on. I appreciate you taking the time to be here, but I do want to follow up and say, you know, is there anything about this this upcoming trip to Nashville that you're most excited for, and I, I know you probably can't give away who you're meeting with, but you know there's probably some things that you've had, some conversations you've had, some things in the work already. If I were to guess, um, is there anything you'd like to share with your fans, or anything that you'd like to just express to them? Man, honestly, uh, I, I'm not allowed to say who I'm meeting with, but I, I am very excited about this. There's going to be some really huge things coming out of these next few meetings I have in Nashville. Uh, I guess the only thing I want everybody to do is go ahead and hop on board because it's about to be cool to like the music. Uh, and if you want to be an OG before it's cool to like me, go ahead and start streaming it. Tell your mom and them about it. And we'll see you on down the road. I love that. Um, do you have a date for the new album? So not technically. Uh, we've got another single coming out on March 9th, I believe. Uh, it's going to be a real cool beach song called Somewhere in the Sun. It's going to have a full-length music video to it, so we're really excited about that. Uh, and then my favorite song has become my favorite on the album is going to be coming out April or May-ish. So we're, we're really, I spent my life savings on this album, so we're having a really, uh, elongate the releases because uh, I won't be able to afford to be in the studio for a minute the, the, there was a lot of expenses behind this album but uh, just working with some of the top 
top tier artists in the industry. Uh, most of the guys in the band that played were with Tim McGraw. Like there's, there's the biggest names in the industry that can play music were in the studio with us and Trent Wilman. And, uh, and we're super excited about it, but yeah. So the second week of March, got a new single coming out and then we're going to be dropping side a of my 10 song album, which is going to be just my self self-titled album. But yeah, man, we're really excited about it. And uh, I'll keep y'all updated. Make sure and go to joeygreer.com and you can find all my socials there. That's uh, J-O-E-Y-G-R-E-E-R.com. You can pick you up some merch there while you're at it. I know uh, some people probably will be listening to your music after this episode and we're excited to see this episode. Uh, I'm glad you gave those dates and I'm glad they're a little ways off. The episode will probably be released. It'll be with our compilation of season one. It'll be about a month or so from now, Uh, but I'm trying to get it all, all the interviews knocked out. And uh, I'm thankful that you were able to stop by and chat with us for a little bit. And I know you got a lot going on, like I said, so I'll let you go here, but I, uh, I really do appreciate you being here. I wish you the best of luck in Nashville, man. And on the road, I'm sad when you're coming to Arlington, I'm up in Dallas now and I'm, I'm headed out of town this weekend. So I'm not going to be able to see you. And uh, it was Randall King, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I'm not going to be there, but it seems like a good time. Uh, next time you're in town, I'll make sure to uh, stop by and come say hey to you while you're up there for a show. Um, but Thank you so much for being here, Joey. If uh, you want to listen to Joey, you can find his newest releases, Whole Lot of Heaven and Outlaw Angel, on all streaming platforms. Like he mentioned, you can find him on www.joeygreer.com. You can find him on social media at Joey Greer Music on all the social platforms. Uh, also, don't forget to follow the podcast on Insta and Twitter at Up to the Mic underscore Pod and on Facebook at Up to the Mic. Thanks so much, Joey. I appreciate it. I appreciate you, Vinny. God bless. Have a good one, Let's go. Yeah. I'm like an addict. Do I gotta have it? I ain't even playing. Got a really bad habit.